friends. We're your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn. Welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We are excited that you've decided to join us again. I was thinking about this last night, and I'm just thrilled that you guys are coming along in the journey with us as we kind of grow and change and morph and develop and our podcast gets better, kind of like friendships get better and they grow and develop and mature and all the things. So thanks for sticking along with us in these early episodes, just like you kind of have to stick along with friends in the early episodes because it's so terrible. (laughs) But we just want to say thanks. We're really appreciative of you coming along in the journey with us. Hey, Llewellyn. Yeah. We have a friend with us today. We do. Okay, so this is our friend Jane, and we met about a year ago, year and a half maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jane, tell us a little about yourself. Why? That's always the hardest question. I don't know why I don't have a prepared response. Um, yeah, so I'm 25. I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I am studying to be an occupational therapist. So that's where like a lot of my energy is going right now is being a student. Um, I also work full time. So I work um, at an outpatient PT clinic. I'm a nanny. Um, I kind of just running around right now. And thank God for friendships because I wouldn't be able to make it through without them. Um, but yeah, I met Leanne and Lou Ellen uh, last year, so we've kind of had, like a super fast friendship, but it's been really good. Yeah, yeah, long yeah. lifetime friendship. Yeah, but yeah. fast friendship. So that's been cool to watch it kind of pan out. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. we're excited to have you on the show. Yeah, our first friend. <laughs> our first friend. <laughs> our first friend featured. Yep. Obviously, you're our friends and you're listening, but this is our first featured friend with Triple F. <laughs> Um, okay, Llewellyn, give us a life update. What's going on in your personal life? Uh, yeah, um, last night I was supposed to go to a, well, I actually went to the Luke Bryan farm tour that was here, but, um, they kept postponing it due to lightning because we just had a massive thunderstorm conveniently on that day and that time. Um, so after a couple hours of lightning and pushing it back, they finally canceled it slash postponed. They haven't let us know when it's going to be redone. So that's the most exciting slash unexciting thing that's happened to me (laughs) since the last time we met. But yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys heard, but we just saw Friends in Theaters. Yeah. 25 anniversary. Yeah. Super exciting. It was really good. We went to the October 2nd one because that's the only one that really aligned with both of our schedules. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. Nothing like seeing the Friends on the big screen. Mm. Yeah, especially because we never saw it live. Right. We didn't watch the show on TV. Right. So it's fun to go into a movie theater and have the movie theater popcorn experience. As I told you guys in the first episode, is one of my favorite things ever. It was great. Yeah. It was a fun night out. Mm-hmm. What about you, Leanne? Well, I don't really have a lot going on, but I did just rearrange my bedroom. Yeah? Yeah. Something super light and easy, but I had my desk in there and it was kind of taking up a lot of space, so I needed to get it out. And put it by a window so that I could look out as I was writing and whatever. So cool. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Redecorating. Yeah. In updating our little studio space, I added some twinkle lights. They do look very nice. (laughs) Aren't they cute? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's it for me. All right. So this week, the episode recap is the one with the thumb. And this is where we see Chandler pick up his old smoking addiction a habit that the rest of the group finds hard to get him to break. Only Alan, the new boyfriend of Monica, can convince Chandler to drop the habit, 
The gang falls in love with Alan, but Monica doesn't see a future with him, and the two break up, much to the disappointment of the friends. Meanwhile, Phoebe struggles to get rid of all the free money she's receiving, including $7,000 from a soda company when she finds a severed thumb in her drink. (laughs) She uses the money to pay Chandler to stop smoking. So we had a lot of notes on this episode, and I think it was maybe one of the first good, like, decent storyline ones. Yeah. Where it had a good flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the episode opened up. Um, with the first scene being the friends all talking about kind of this dating lingo. Yeah. And you wrote a note about that. Did you want to kind of explain? I just found it funny that, like, even on the show, they always were saying things that I've said or friends have said to me in terms of dating, like, um, in terms of it ending. You know, Phoebe went on the date and the guy finished and said, um... Like, we should do this again sometime. And she instantly knew that, like, she was not going to see him again. (laughs) Yeah. And then in her response to her friends, you know, Rachel had a different interaction and thought, like, of course you'll see him again. Um, And so it just made me think about, like, when dates like that happen where, like, you go and it wasn't bad or it wasn't great. Like, there's no second date that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, is that a wash, do you think? I don't think it's a wash because I think it allows you to – I mean, this sounds kind of bad, but, like, craft the art of being a person on a date. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, knowing how to act, you know, appropriately and <laughs> how to be in a situation where you have small talk. I mean, a lot of our culture right now is so addicted to their phones that they've mm, lost the yeah. art of those awkward silences and learning how do I come out of an awkward silence and like engage in conversation. So yeah, right. I think it's I think it's a healthy thing. Yeah. Even if it's a wash. I've yeah. I've had dates like that where it's like it was an a good date. We closed down the restaurant and talked the whole night. Conversation never lagged. It was that, hey, we should do this again sometime and none of us ever reached out to the other person and it just never happened. I've no idea where he is or what he's doing or but it was it was like good to be taken out, of course, yeah. as a girl, you're like I'll, I'm just glad I went out on a date. Sure. And, you know, he paid and was a gentleman. And But it was, I don't know, it was a wash. Yeah. But it helps you, I don't know. So in a sense, you're you, saying washes are worth it. Washes are worth washes it. Washes are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship tip of the week. Washes are worth it. You also had a point on this, Llewellyn, um, about dating, kind of that dating 101. Did you have another comment on that? Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it's funny to me when guys or even girls use the phrase, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, really, what does that even mean? Because it's not you, it's me. Okay, then what is it about you that doesn't want to go back out with me? Like, yeah. you know, like, it's always, yeah. they try to spin it to, it's something, it's about me, it's not about you, but like. It really is about you. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's just that that phrase just. I think it's kind of like the friends we're talking about. It helps soften the blow. Yeah. Yeah. It helps to like, I'm just not in the place to date. Even though you're really saying you went on a date, which means you're in the place to date. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to be in a place to date me. Right. Would you rather hear that from someone, though, than it's not you, it's me? 
this might be my personality, but I'm very much like, just, t- just tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to play games. I'm very much a direct yeah. type one personality, type yeah. A. Just tell me. Because I've, I mean, I've told guys that way. Because I feel like if you don't, they just, they'll keep asking. Yeah, no, mm. that's true. And you're like, no, this isn't like a situation where I want you to pursue me. Right. Like, there might be other times where, like, yes, pursue my heart. Like, pursue me. Like, show some interest. Show intention. But there's other times where, no, I don't see this going mm-hmm. anywhere. We're not going to do this again. You know? <laughs> Just like that. I've never said it exactly like that, yeah. but. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the heart is in the same place, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, talking about softening the blow, we learn about. Chi Chi. Oh, oh Chi Chi. <laughs> Poor Ross. <laughs> this guy can't catch a break in the first three episodes. You wrote a note too about little white lies. Yeah. So it made me laugh because I too was told a Chi Chi story about a cat. You were? Up. Yeah. <laughs> well, all of our cats just died in like strange way. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) And so my parents, to, like, safeguard my heart and my brothers, you know, would there was a cat that we just let go to a farm, to a nice family, a barn cat, which maybe, you know, I'm kind of like Ross, like, I want to believe my parents meant that, but as I've gotten older, (laughs) I realized it was all a lie. And, And it reminded me, too, of, like, the time that I realized like the Easter bunny wasn't real or caught my parents mm. um, and thinking about Santa. Do you guys think you'll tell your kids those little white lies about Santa, Easter bunny, tooth fairy, chi-chis <laughs> <laughs> to protect them? Or do you think it's better to just tell the truth? It's probably situational. Yeah. I would probably be truthful about animals. Okay. For me, simply because at some point, kids have to learn to process death. Mm. And not like you don't want it to be a one-year-old and be like, no, the cat died. (laughs) But, I mean, terrible things happen all the time where a parent dies or a sibling dies. I personally had a sibling die when I was really young. and But my parents never hid the fact that my cat had died or ran away or... Mm -hmm. I mean, one time it ran away, jumped over the fence, and it got hit by a car, like, on the other side of our fence. Like, it was right there. So, like, I don't know. I don't think it's worth lying for. I don't think animals are worth lying about. I get why parents do it. Yeah. But, no, I agree. I don't think animals are worth lying about. Let us know if you've ever done that to your kids, listeners. Mm. Have you ever fibbed your kid? (laughs) (laughs) True. Or have you ever been like Ross and been the kid that's fibbed? Ooh, yeah. His revelation in that moment was so funny. He's like, oh my God, Chi Chi. And then he lingered later on he in the episode. Joey was like, get over it. <laughs> um, in this episode, we also learned about Chandler's smoking habit. Oh, Chandler. Oh, Chandy Chandy. Um, let's talk about that, because a lot of us wrote something regarding smoking indoors. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was legal back then. Yeah. So then why is Chandler hiding in his office 
with the spray in the like Febreze ish. Febreze <laughs> <laughs> in its mouth. I think it was it was legal indoors most places. Okay, but I think some places like maybe work may have had designated smoking areas. Okay, it's my guess. Otherwise, he prop or he was just trying to hide it from his coworkers. Yeah, right. Didn't want but, the shame of like already quitting once and then in yeah. his his cubicle. It was so small, so tiny, and so cluttered. He couldn't even back out of his chair. It was so small. <laughs> uh, like was... you can tell they like shoved that into like a place real quick. Yeah, shot the scene and then moved it out. Like they just inserted like Monica's closet. It's probably in like maybe closet. it might be because it was so small. It might have been also just to move the story along like to give you that like i'm hiding shame like that's true i don't want anybody to find out like this is a secretive type thing and the first time we see it he's like bending over the back of the couch (laughs) from his friends and then that puff of smoke comes out like well (laughs) and they're all mad at him for it uh jane you asked what's the worst thing you ever hid from your boss Mm. Do you have an answer to that? I don't, so you go ahead, oh, Leah. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I'm sure there's been, like, random little things, but I don't know if there's ever been one big thing yeah, I don't. that you're like, if they ever found out. I guess I have a small one. At my workplace, we are huge about Halloween. Like, we have this, it's like our <laughs> biggest okay. marketing event. That's awesome. And so we have this, like, when I first got hired, it was, like, around Halloween time. So I was there for the first party, and there were snakes everywhere, like, rubber snakes. Rubber snakes are my, like, or just snakes in general are one of my biggest fears. And I was like, okay, if I have to throw this party next year because the person that, you know, was leaving, was like, I got to get rid of these snakes. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm packing up and putting things away I like grabbed like I don't even know what I wrapped around my hands like towels I we have crutches in the back I used crutch and I put them in boxes and I had one of the interns help me take like two boxes out of rubber snakes and just like creepy things I didn't want any part of and we threw them away (laughs) (laughs) yes which was like money from the clinic but I was like "Mm, (laughs) no more so no more snakes yep that's probably the worst thing. That's brilliant. Yeah, I thought so. That's very clever. <laughs> Conquered fear. <laughs> Speaking of integrity and character, <laughs> let's move over to Phoebe. Phoebe has a money issue happening in this episode where she just keeps getting piled on with money. And the bank. The bank would never credit you the same amount of money that they accidentally already credited you. No, never. The fact that they had that she had a thousand dollars, it would never happen. Not even in the nineties would I think that would happen. No. They're just too greedy for that. Yep, for sure. They would have taken the five hundred dollars back. Yep. And said, sorry for the inconvenience. Right. And that yep. would have been it. Maybe yep. the football phone. Maybe the football <laughs> phone. Okay. Yes. Did you guys ever want one of those phones when you were growing up? Absolutely not. No? <laughs> no. I did. I wanted a baseball one. I think I wanted the basketball one because I was into basketball. That's good. Mm-hmm. You did not. No. Were you a sports person? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. 
I also wanted the I didn't clear have friends, phone. So though. I didn't have <laughs> the clear one with like the like you the could still, see like, all the, the wired one. Yeah, all the wires. Okay. I wanted that one. I don't yeah, know why I'll that was so that. cool, but yeah. we'll all agree. I think it was that technology class. Red- <laughs> yes, yes. Wires. <laughs> this was pre iPhone days. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Phoebe keeps getting all this money, and she ends up giving it away. Um, but all the friends are arguing that she should keep it. Now let's talk about that. Because I feel like some of us might have some different opinions about this. Mm. Her friends were arguing, keep the money. Like, it was their accident. You keep it. Phoebe's argument was, it's not my money. I didn't earn it. And every time, say I wore a pair of shoes, I'd hear, not mine, not mine, (laughs) not mine. (laughs) So, Llewellyn, would you keep it? Or would you give it back? Oh, I would love to say that I would keep it, but... I feel like I'd be a lot like Phoebe, and it would just keep nagging at me that it was not mine to start with. Mm-hmm. So I would probably give it back. Really? Yeah, I would. I actually thought that maybe you would keep it. Really? I, I did. I Interesting. Did I don't know that what that says about what I think yeah. about you, but... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Friendship on the rocks. <laughs> All right, what about you, Jane? Um, I would have to give it back, just... Not out of loyalty to the bank, but I would be thinking about the person whose money it was originally. Um, and, like, if I was out of $500, that's, mm. like, detrimental. So, But, yeah, I have to give it back, I think. Okay. Unfortunately. I know. Be a good human, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I would give it back, too. Mm. I think just... F- and not even for, like, any other person, but just for the sake of having integrity. Mm. Yeah. Like, just because it's somebody else's mistake does not then grant me the rights to that money. Right. Even though I laughed at Rachel because she was like, but if you spent it, it'd be like shopping. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I can appreciate that. There's something that I could definitely buy shopping wise for five hundred bucks. Really? But yeah. or a thousand, I guess, now that she, you know, got credited a thousand. But she keeps giving it away. So she gives it to the homeless lady who calls her weird girl. <laughs> and then she feels this debt, so she is like, Let me give you something and Phoebe says, Okay, buy me a soda and then we're even. And in the soda is a thumb. A severed thumb. Okay. What year did that Wendy's finger oh, yeah. chili happen? Oh. Was this simultaneous or did Wendy's happen way later? I think Wendy's was in like the 2000s. Was it? Yeah. I forgot about that. Does anyone have their phone on them? Can we Google it real quick? Yeah. Let me look real quick. Okay. It looks like it was in... 2005, so early 2000, so it didn't coincide with Friends. This would have been after the show was even done. Yeah. Like, the whole series was over. Yeah. Maybe they got the idea from (laughs) inspiration to break the law. Interesting. That's not what we're going to talk about on this show. (laughs) Nope. Um, Okay. We also talk about Monica. And her love life is, like, a major point. I've just realized that in the first episode, we had mentioned that Monica really didn't have a thing. But I think her Mm -hmm. thing was that her, like, she's 
a bad dater. Like some of the first few plot points are the friends making fun of the guys that she's going out with. Yeah. And that kind of continues when they talk about Steve, who apparently has a lisp, <laughs> and it introduces this guy named Alan. But they're so involved in her love life. Like, they don't talk about anybody else's relationships the way that they talk about Monica's. Mm. So how involved is too involved as friends? Well, I think there has to be some degree of involvement because we care about our friends. Right. Um, I actually, funny, okay, funny note. I actually read this thing on Instagram. I think it was this morning or maybe yesterday um, that basically said, like, going to meet the the boyfriend of your friend for the first time and introducing yourself as the co-pilot to any text that she has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. Which is oh, so true. So like, true. a lot of times you'll go to your best friend, like, I don't know what to say to him. What do I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like as friends, we're almost involved in that early stage because we want what's best for our friend. Right. So how much weight does your friend's opinions carry when it comes to... A guy. Ooh, that's a question. <laughs> I would say, like, a decent amount, especially, like, when you're older and dating and your family's maybe not around. Like, mm, your friends yeah. have the closest proximity to you, like, your daily life um, and who you genuinely are. So I think, like, they definitely deserve to, like, weigh in on who you're potentially, like, building a life with. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's good. So when do you tell someone that you're dating? Like, do you bring them in right at the beginning? I have a date tonight and it's the first time I've ever met this person. Or do you tell them when you've gone out a few times and you actually think they're going to stick? I think it really depends on the friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to know your friend and how they react to things. Because yeah, I've had right. friends before where it's, I don't tell them right away mm-hmm. just because I know what their opinions are going to be. And it's almost like I want to form my own opinion of this person before I have somebody else tell me about it. Right. If that makes sense. Is it because they also know the other person? Maybe. And that's why they have an opinion? Yeah. Or they know me enough to know like what I might mess up. Oh. Mm. That's not encouraging. I know. <laughs> You've got some <laughs> terrible friends. <laughs> It's not us. It's not Jane or myself. <laughs> this was years ago. Are they, were they girls? Yes. Were they also single? Mm. No. Oh, interesting. I'd feel like, you know how girls are really catty? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like maybe they would have been like, because they're single, then they have to. They want us all to be single. Correct. Yeah. yeah. See, I almost feel that more from people who are in relationships, especially if they've been together for a while and if they are married. Mm-hmm. That kind of like, I don't know. I know there's like, I know more than you oh. because I'm successful in relationships. So yeah. it's like kind of a prideful thing. I don't know. Huh. But. Yeah. So when talking about relationships too, one of the other plot points was – breaking up with Alan. Monica decided that she wasn't feeling it, even though all the friends were. 
And to watch them take the news as if it was a real-time breakup right. was hilarious. I think they did such a good job with that. <laughs> like, Ross being like, is there someone else? Right. <laughs> they just did such a good job. Like, so that's it? It's over? Just like that? Who wants fair? I want things back the way they were. Oh, my God. And the Rachel was like, it's the holiday season. I wanted him to meet my parents. <laughs> like, she's not even in the relationship. But it made the plot point really funny that they were so invested. Mm-hmm. And then the plot twist at the end was Alan didn't even like her friends. <laughs> Have you ever had a boyfriend that didn't like your friends? Yes. Jane did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my best friend at the time, um, my most recent boyfriend, uh, ex-boyfriend, okay. I word that, um, did not, so, and she did not like him when we first, it was so odd, like, the three of us went out to grab a drink, mm-hmm. and um, she instantly, like, we did the, like, I have to go to the bathroom, and I was like, this is such an inopportune time, like, it's been, like, five minutes, like, he's going to be so aware (laughs) that we're going to the bathroom to talk about about him, but, like, Initial reactions, Yeah, I was like, this must be serious, like, I'll support you in this, and so we go, and she's like, I don't like him, and she was, like, picking apart what he was wearing, and I was like, these are not valid reasons, but okay, and then afterwards, uh, like, days later, he's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about Alice, and... Yeah, they did not like each other, like, all throughout. Uh-huh. Do you think that was a sign of the things to come? Like, do you think your friend was intuitive, or do you think it was, like, a personal thing, not so much, like, a indicator? I think he was an indicator of her, because actually we are no longer friends anymore. Oh. And I think she was kind of like Llewellyn was saying, how, um, like, just had a poor friend experience. I don't know why she was... I don't know, like, didn't want me to be successful in it, you know? Like, it was just kind of coming from a really strange place. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, that's definitely happened to me. Dang. (laughs) What about you, Llewellyn? I have not had a boyfriend that doesn't like my friends. Mm -hmm. Have you had friends not like your boyfriend? No. Family. Yes. Mm. Family, for sure. (laughs) But that doesn't really count. Yeah. Because they, like, know you. Right. Um. But friends, no. Okay. The boyfriends that I've had have been close friends already. Oh, okay. So we all had the same friend groups. Yeah. That's nice and convenient. Yeah. Okay, so one other quick thing. They had lamb chops on the show. (laughs) Did you guys ever watch lamb chops? No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm the only one. Lamb chops was great. The old sock, the sock puppet. You never watched that show? No. Okay. Well, I did. So that was nostalgic for me, for sure. Awesome. I wonder, when I saw that in your notes, I was like, what is lamb chops? Right? (laughs) But here we go. Wow. Okay, I need all my lamb chop friends out there to help me out and let me know if you remember it or not. I think Chandler made a really funny joke, but he was detoxing from (laughs) nicotine, so he was making fun of the show. It was kind of a funny show, but it was in that same era as, like, Mr. Rogers, and I watched Mm. it all together, so Lamb Chops was it. I loved it. Um, All right, so kind of as a final, I have a quick fun fact for you guys. A fun fact? A fun fact! Yes! About the show. So, although Chandler is the only one that smokes in the series, 
every one of the main cast except for David Schwimmer are smokers in real life. What? No yeah, so all of like, them smoke. Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wait, like smokers now or like smokers then? They were smokers then at least. I don't wow. know about now. It was the 90s. It was the yeah. 90s. Chandler did say it was cool. Yeah. He's like, stop talking to me about your emphysema and your heart disease and your lung disease. Like, smoking is cool and you know it. (laughs) But yeah, everyone except for David Schwimmer smoked. Hmm. It would be Ross. It would be Ross. (laughs) Ross. Wait, I have to know the answer to this question. Ross, Chandler, or Joey? Chandler. Chandler, 100%. What? Who are you? Ross. Oh. Oh, you should have been our first two episodes. This oh, is going to be an interesting I friendship. Love Ross. Oh, I hate Ross. See, I think Chandler's so obnoxious. Oh, I love Chandler and his sarcasm. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. so funny. Wow, this will be interesting. Mm. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm glad you didn't say Joey. Yeah, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. But to our friends out there, <laughs> does anybody pick Joey? I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Who would? Ross, Chandler, or Joey, let us know. Okay. Favorite moment of the show? I think my favorite part was when Chandler, in response to Phoebe receiving the $500 extra, him saying, Satan's minions at work again. Like (laughs) his little sarcastic quip about it being like, (sighs) because they're also thrilled about it. And he's like, yeah, then obviously it's the work of the devil. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. I like the part, it's really small, but where Rachel's handing out all of the beverages to her friends, <laughs> yes. and they're all wrong, but they're so gracious and just like, you know, behind her back, just like shuffle all yeah. their drinks around. But I just think that's sweet. That's, like, a that's good just one. like the heart of friendship. Like, ah, like you're trying. <laughs> uh, and then they totally make fun of it for her, yeah. fun of her for it later. <laughs> yeah. Right. I kind of to go off that, I think my favorite part was, um, when Chandler was pointing out all their vices, and he he so blatantly said what everybody's vices were, um, and Joey at the end of it, it just got kind of quiet. And he's like, "Does my knuckle cracking really bother everybody?" <laughs> and like they were so genuinely like, "Is that true?" <laughs> it was just funny. And everyone getting on Ross. <laughs> Indeed, it <laughs> isn't. <laughs> like that's why I love him. <laughs> you do do you (laughs) joey so funny all right well any other comments as we wrap up this episode and get into the post show notes no no all right so at the end of each episode this time on the i'll be there for you moment we've got rachel's shopping tip of the week shop with a list So our first tip is this for good reason. Many people will overspend or buy things they don't want, don't need, and never end up using because they haven't prepared properly. This is your hard-earned cash and precious time you are spending. So it's worth a few minutes of preparation, don't you think? So before you set off on your shopping trip, prepare. Review what you already have, whether you're looking in your closet, your cupboards, your home, your garage. Write a list of the gaps that you have and the items that you will need to fill it. Make sure they're genuine needs, not wants. Um, There's a big difference, obviously, between the two. And finally, remember to use the list when you shop. 
the list will be no good to you crumpled up on the bottom of your purse or jammed into your pocket. So use it and only buy the things that are on the list that will not only help you keep to a budget, but will also actually help you fill the things and the gaps that you want. So let us know your thoughts on social media. If you've ever done this, if you've ever been successful at it, let us know your tips to shop. Maybe we'll use it on a future episode. Maybe we will. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as we wrap up, just a simple reminder, shameless plug, subscribe, download, share with your friends, talk about friends with your friends with us as we talk about friends with our friends. (laughs) And write reviews that helps us gain more traction interact with us on our social media. We want to hear from you. We want to hear all the topics from you. And maybe you'll be in one of our weekly social media spotlights if you interact. Maybe. (laughs) Llewellyn, I appreciate your contribution at the end of this episode. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) So obviously we're on Facebook and Twitter, the one with pod, the one with friends podcast. We want to hear from you. So that's a wrap. We'll see you next time on the One with Friends podcast.